So we're going to add one more person that we interview who happens to live and work. This is Auto Collabs. In the best city in this country. Stop. Vernon, British Columbia. I said this country. Oh. You don't even live in this country. You live in Texas. Yeah, no. Boise, Idaho. (laughs) Yes. No. (laughs) Yes. Karen Bird uh, is in Philly, of course. The site. I always forget about the first. No, you don't. You went there this year. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) He was like, I'm planning on going to Philly with uh, some friends. Do you have any recommendations? And then after you're like, that is one of the best underrated. It was was amazing. It was. It really was. I know. So there you go. That just proves my point. It's because there's a bunch of Italians there. I promise like, I, I won't talk about the Eagles. Type of stuff and, I promise I won't talk about the, the Eagles this time. The cream you cream. won't talk about the Eagles? No, it's just because they're losing. It's just Not a chance. Which is, and strangely, when the Eagles are losing is when people talk about them a lot more when right. you're in Philly. Oh, they've been all over ESPN. It's oh, unbelievable. It's It really is just a big yeah. drama party that you can't. I feel Check like there's out a of. book in there somewhere. Like losing is the best publicity. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I bet there's a whole <laughs> list of people. That's true. When someone's losing, right? Everybody loves to pile on. Hey, uh, podcast yeah, listeners, yeah. here's your 2024 <laughs> New Year's resolution. Aim lower. Lose aim, big. Aim real low. <laughs> Lose real big. Hit the news. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, man. we're not, I'm sure that's not going to be a part of our conversation at all. Since Karen's somebody who is is just, uh, we had some time to spend with her on a webinar that we did not too long ago, one of our Soto Edge webinars. But she's very leadership focused, very introspective when it comes to how to handle challenges. And so uh, we hope you enjoy this conversation with Karen Bird. Karen, it's so good to be with you again. Um, the first time we met was amazing, and we just drew so much from your energy. So thanks for joining us again here on Auto Collabs. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys are fun. Thank you. We, we try to be, if nothing else, Kyle. <laughs> if nothing else People in the world, say it was we get fun, fun when we're we were good. with them. No, but I, you're fun too. I think like like our kind of people recognize one another really quickly because it didn't take long for our first time together when we did the webinar for you to just like start like, you know, like, giving us some jabs, you know? And uh, so, you know, we feel like we're at home. All right. Why don't we talk about what the new year looks like for you? We just came out of new years. Everyone's got like their, their little procedure and their little traditions and they come out of 2023. Here we are on just the other side of 2024 and you're looking down a road. You have things you want to accomplish, things you want to do, problems you need to fix. How is your mindset focused on 2024? Share it with us. A very good question. So going into 2024, unlike going into 2023, where I had this really long list, right? And, you know, I had all these plans. And then someone said to me, you know, if you want to make God laugh, show him your plans, right? (laughs) (laughs) It never works out. So I decided to take a different, you know, a different approach um, going into 2024 and really focusing more on me, the person, who I am, um, you know, because I feel that, you know, in order for me to show up and deliver and execute and to really inspire the people that you're leading in your daily uh, daily life, daily work life, personal life, whatever it is, um, that, that comes with not just work, but, you know, work on self. So yeah. I am open, you know, I am open. Um, it's the first time that I can honestly say I'm not attached to any belief, <laughs> 
Like I said, it does wow. not work out. <laughs> but I mean, leaders are just a lot of times leaders like have an idea of where they're going. And a lot of times that comes with plans and lists and something. So that is a major reversal. Yes. Um, but I, I guess if you really think about it, like if anything, the last three years have taught us Correct. is that even when you don't know what's coming down the pike, like paying attention to the moment can can get you really far down the road and very successful. Correct. And I think it's time to sort of like remove those silos in our minds because sometimes they can sabotage us, right? Sometimes we can become blind to really what's happening. Um, I have a very famous quote that I love that J.D. Powers once once said. He said that today's wow experience, today's wow factor becomes tomorrow's standard equipment. And that hey. is probably, yes, yes. Yo, yes. put that on a shirt. Oh, yeah. That's, that's going to be the title of this episode, Tomorrow's yes. Standard Equipment. Standard Equipment. Today's wild factor is tomorrow's standard equipment. And, and if anything, I have learned what that meant in 2023. Because just when you think you've got it figured out, you don't. <laughs> you really don't. Um, so Welcome you know, to the world of a content creator. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so going into 2024 20, is to keep an open mindset, really keep an open mindset, learn to go with the flow, right? Not to try to push that boulder uphill because at the end of the day, it's controlling the controllables, what we can control. That's my take. I love it. I I think that that's so key because if you if your person is set, like if you as a person are are resolved and set and understand the things around you and understand how you interact with them. Like you can take on anything. anything. It doesn't require, you know, this, this, this grand thesis, like the grand thesis is no, I'm resolved to take care of the next thing that comes at me. So I abs, I absolutely love that. Where, like, I guess, where did that come from? Where did, where did the change happen in you to go, this is going to be the move that I make. Mm -hmm. Was it an event or, or something that you experienced over the last year, a couple of years that, you know, created that resolve? I am so glad that you asked that question because just shy of four years ago, March of 2020, when we all experienced something shocking to the entire world, that no one knew what was happening. We all know the pandemic, right? The onset of the the pandemic as we know it today. And I remember that that was a game changer. A A lot of not so good things came out of it. A lot of sadness, you know, a lot of us lost a lot of loved ones. But at the same time, I think it was a moment of rebirth. Rebirth in the sense that it allowed me specifically to really um search myself you know to really understand you know my purpose in in the world you know first um and then in my space you know every day and and i think that's where it began for me that this is where it's it's it was a game changer for me um and as a matter of fact i labeled that you know kb karenberg kb 2.0 at the time um so looking mm-hmm. back, I can clearly, I can clearly sit here and not just journal, I can clearly see the impact and the improvement that this entire change made on me as a person and how I was able to, you know, affect or I should say inspire, you know, people that I was surrounded by. So I am so, I am that- very grateful. I'm so grateful for it, really. Is that 
what you've kind of like come to terms, you know, saying, thinking like, what is my purpose? Is it, is it have to do with that inspiration lane that you just mentioned? Yes, it has, because, you know, for so long, we have been like constantly going at it, you know, day in and day out and never really spend time with self. Right. It's it's and it was the first time that I really became silent when everything was silent. And, you know, and I, I sort of like I woke up. It's like, what the heck is what going do you mean on? When every, what do you mean when everything became silent? Everything became silent when it seemed like the world just shut down. Oh, yeah. there was no work. Um, there was and no And you're in the Philadelphia market, right? Correct. So, yeah, Philly shut down hard. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, and even prior to that, like even leading up to that point when you were like hearing all the chatters and, you know, what's happening, I don't think the reality really set in. You know, it's like, okay, you know, this stuff is going to happen. And again, we thought we had it all figured out and we thought we had all these plans. And, you know, there was a whole different, <laughs> you know, purpose for some of us, you know, throughout this experience. So I am very grateful for it. I'm, I'm truly mm. grateful for it because I believe that I have grown more in the last four years than I've grown in my entire life. <laughs> I second that. Amazing. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to that. Yes. That's absolutely. I'm like, I'm like, I've done enough work today. I'm like, I'm, I'm now reconsidering this whole, no. you know, like, like I, this, you just said something you said, like leading up to the pandemic, we all, like everybody started year 2020 with their plans and their goals and the things they were going to do and their aspirations and all that stuff. And things thwarted that, right? It was the most recognizable point where we could say things were changed, Mm-hmm. But that's that's still a reality in day to day life. It's just that that that's a thing that that can stick in our mind and say, "Oh, that was a massive. It, it majorly changed." But what you're pointing to is like that gave me the recognition to know that even the things that I'm perceivably planning or aspiring to or working on today, there are things that will come up against that that will consistently shift that narrative Mm -hmm. without me creating those things. And so my, like your goal is to go, I know that's coming. And so I'm going to approach things as if like, that's always going to change the narrative. I'm always going to have to look left and look right and adjust my people and train and lead and and adjust myself with what comes at me instead of like being, honestly, instead of being shattered by it, be prepared like being driven by it, and be, right? be prepared and, and 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 be driven by it because there's there are other people you know always relying on us or depending on us or actually looking looking to us for guidance you know or you know to come up with the answers you know because they themselves are lost they they themselves are scared mm-hmm. they themselves are confused and and how do you, how do you show up you know to 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 guide those people and to build trust, to build that trust that they can trust you to know everything is going to work out. We got this. It's going to work out, you know? How does, okay. So let's, let's do this. This is obviously a substantial change in your life. You're heading into 2024. Mm -hmm. You have this open-handed mentality toward what is going to happen and saying like, Hey, like, I believe our team is ready. I believe I'm ready for whatever it is, right? We'll pay attention to that 
and we'll make our way. How does that practically, what can you say to other managers, other executives in automotive as they're trying to orient their teams? How does that practically play out for you in the stores with your teams? Um, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this in this segment, but as I said before, you know, as leaders, we have to first learn how to lead ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's big. Um, one thing that I I know for sure that I want to do more of this year is being the first to show up and being the last to speak. And I feel that by doing so, I am going to be able to to connect more with 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 the people that are around me, um, with my customers, with my friends, with my family, with my children. Um, because sometimes we're we're there, but we're not listening. We're just not listening. Explain and, what those two things communicate. So what is first to show up? What what do you believe that communicates? So first to show up for me is as we are entering into this major shift, you know, in our industry, for example, for me, I want to be able to educate myself in the sense that be open to learning. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is how can we lead without knowing and without learning? Is it just the team's responsibility to know and to learn? It is our responsibility to do that as well, because when they're lost, we have to be able to, to guide them back, to nudge them back, you know, where they need to be. Um, so that's what I meant by being the first to show up. Mm-hmm. I want to be open to edu- educating and learning you know, everything that I need to learn about my means industry. means being ready, right? Showing Correct. up is like metaphorical. It's like, I'm yeah. here, I'm prepared, yeah. I'm ready to go. Absolutely. How about being last to speak? What does that mean? Being last to speak for me is, is being able to listen more. And when I say listen more is, and again, I'm going to speak for myself. Um, I feel sometimes in our, in, in, in our, in our environment, sometimes when people speak, to us, we often either shut down or we're trying to assume where they're going with the conversation, right? So instead of hearing them, we have all these things that are coming up in the middle and it's distorting what it is they're trying to communicate to us. So I really want to do more listening. I want to be more open and I really want to be the last one to speak and not interrupt them when they're speaking. I think that's huge. And that's great. I mean, first to show up, last to speak. I I love it when things are boiled down to simple language. Yeah. Because I think that that makes them memorable. And unless you remember it, you can't execute it. So like even that first to show up, last to speak, in my mind, like I'm like, put that on a wall somewhere, right? So (laughs) I like to put things on t-shirts too. Yeah, we put stuff everywhere on t-shirts. We're like, put we've got eight t-shirts that we're making from this podcast. But but so last year in 2023, I had three three big ones. And the three big ones I had in 2023 was the first one was always do the right thing when the situation calls for it. And the second one for me, and I'll tell you why that was important for me. The second one for me was, you know, treat each others the way I hope to be treated. Mm-hmm. And, and the third one, which was, I, I think I'm going to bring that into 2024. And I really, truly mean this is be the example of unconditional love and what that is, because that is hard. That is mm-hmm. really, really hard, but it's necessary. It is necessary in our role. You know, it, it is so, 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 so necessary. It is so necessary to be forgiven 
um, I want to bring that one and add it to those two that I shared with you because we'll, we'll allow it. Yeah. We'll let that, we will. We'll let that, that, we'll let that come on in. Okay. Yes. yes. Look, look, I, I need to point to like the pace, the humility, the like respect of the people around you that you're giving in these words and phrases that are driving you and how they are quite a counter narrative in my estimation mm-hmm. to the typical like sales or it's opposite. month over month it's like a counter narrative dri- mm-hmm. driven mentality it is it's a counter narrative to like the typical narrative that we see in sales environments mm-hmm. in dealerships in the broad stereotypical idea of what it means to be driven Mm -hmm. and it's not that you're not driven no your office right now is full of people closing deals which is why you had to step in here yes exactly (laughs) Exactly. and they understand and they allow me to you know the space to be able to do that so i can share what we do here every day with the rest of the team and the world you know (laughs) but and um, and so mm -hmm. give us give us a little bit of like how you moved into your role i'd like to i'd like to get backstory I, I want a little bit of backstory. Cool. Like we don't have to go deep into it, but f- to get here, like I'm sure your path wasn't exactly aligned with all of the paths nope. because the way that you are are pursuing your current role is a counter narrative. Right. <laughs> so very good question. So, you know, again, you know, like I said, you know, I've grown significantly more in the last four years and um, learning so much more about life, about life than, than I've ever learned because it's always been um, the old narrative, as you said, you know, where we show up and everybody's sort of like, you know, um, this um, just 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 so harsh and, and hard and, you know, and, and, and there's no there's no compassion, there's no empathy or nothing. And I remembered, you know, we had faced some some disruption um, in our environment. And the question to me, the question came up, actually, I do have a life coach, so I cannot take all the credit um, because I do need, sometimes we need that extra layer of help um, to help to guide us. And I remember speaking with her and I said to her, I said, you know, how do I show up? How do I show up, you know, in the midst of all this disruption to help to create the change that we need to move forward in a healthy way? And I remember probably about maybe the end of 2020, maybe it could have been 2021, I've decided to change my approach and how I lead. And I wanted to lead more from a compassionate perspective rather than a compliance perspective. And what I mean by that is we all know what we, we all know what to do, right? We all know what to do. And that's why it's why we were hired within our role, right? That's why you hire those individuals within their roles, because they know how to do the job. They, they really do know how to do the job. However, I think with all the other, you know, uh, things in life that are taking place in our personal life, you know, with family, you know, it could be the economy, it could be maybe the ups and flows in, 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 our, in our business, the changes that were taking place. Um, you know, what do you mean that, you know, we're going to go digital? What do you mean that I have to walk around and use this iPad? Um, I think that, I think that how, how do you shop as a leader to really, to really, you know, um, 
like you said, help to, I can't even think of the word drive to, 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 to be driven. Right. And to help yeah. others to be driven as well. Um, so coaching from a state of compassion to me um, was a whole different approach. And it's one that I still continue to to do with my team to help to develop, you know, talent here in the dealership. Um, and I think I think in the end, it really shows in how they treat each other in the workplace and how they end up, you know, how they treat the customers in the long run. So that, that to me, I would have to say that was the inspiration for me, coaching for compassion versus coaching for compliance. Big difference, big shift. Dang. I think, I don't know that we can end any better than that. <laughs> I don't know that we can end any better than that. I, I like, I've just been so encouraged by our conversation. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure like our, our whole community is going to reach out and be like, how? How, what must I do yeah. to move from compassion uh, to compassion uh, led coaching? It's, it's a really, really a treat to, real to quick. be joined by you. Yeah. I, I have to uh, say this real quick. I, you know, right, what, say, I, what I forgot to add, coaching for compassion to me, it inspired, it's, it inspires sustained change. Period. the end. Mm. It inspires sustained change, change. Instead of just like one off, absolutely quick hits, compliance, uh, right? Complete said, yep, yes, yeah. There are many, there are many, there are many layers to it. So maybe the next time we talk, maybe we can dive a little bit more deeper into what that really is. We should, we should actually yeah. have you come to a SodaCon as well. We should do I'm that. In. Absolutely, I'm you're in. in, and you're right down the road. It's going to be in Baltimore, <laughs> like right there. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm yes. right next in, door. <laughs> just circle it on your calendar, May 14 through 16. Just circle it. Awesome. Right now. And then we'll make sure that we get to hang out and introduce awesome. you to some more. I would today. love to. You guys are so much fun. And listen, and I want to say thank you to all of you for what you're doing, because every time I see you guys, you're always doing something so positive and so inspiring. And I think that we really need this in our space today. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing. You know, as it's much as pleasure. I tell other oh. people, I tell them they gotta watch. You gotta watch these guys. They're just so awesome, <laughs> so. and they're a little crazy. Uh, they're a little crazy they're and cra- a lot crazy of fun. Crazy's good. Crazy's good. Hey, crazy's good. Awesome. <laughs> well, Karen, thank you so much uh, for joining us You're today on Auto Collapse. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been fun. Told you. Didn't mention the Eagles once. Unbelievable. <laughs> I can't even I can't even believe that happened. You mentioned it in the pre-conversation. I know. I was so, trying to sneak ha, it in. <laughs> you snuck it in. Um, you know, like it always confounds me and excites me all at the same time when we get into these conversations with leaders all across the country in dealerships that literally buck the narrative of what dealership managers, dealership GMs are or should be or have been and she is literally rewriting what it looks like to be a leader in our industry moving with empathy and compassion and care Mm -hmm. for her employees and like you i tried to ask her about her and she was like no my people let's talk you know just like redirected me immediately it was unbelievable yeah i always think like truth is truth period when there is truth, you hear it and you see it from all all avenues. What, what I think you're bringing up here is like true leadership is there's a measure of selflessness in it, mm-hmm. but there's also a measure of like, it, and I mean, 
this is kind of the exercise thinking about what one's emotional response to circumstances are. If they are like all over the place, probably not quite yet at the level of leadership that, that you think you are. Without a doubt that that's probably one of the biggest indicators that you can tell when, when their pressure is on is that's the differentiator between like truly great leaders and leaders that still have some work to do. Yeah. It's like the circumstances are the circumstances They're that they're, that's irrelevant. How I take action is actually what matters. Gosh, I wish I could remember that more often in the middle of it. Right. Like just that, like, Hey, I can't change any of that, but my next step I'm completely in control of. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the sense that I get Karen bird. We're so glad you could join us for this conversation on auto collabs on behalf of Paul Jadaly. Go Eagles. Oh, there it is. Kyle Mount here, myself, Michael Trillo. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. Boise, Idaho. Sign up for our free and fun to read daily email for a free shot of relevant news in automotive, retail, media, and pop culture. You can get it now at asotu.com. That's A-S-O-T-U.com. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review and share it with a friend. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Auto Collapse. Why are we recording? Are we rolling yet? <laughs>